everyone and welcome to the next episode of The Mind Project. I'm your host Paige and today I'm here to talk about all the lessons that I've learned from starting my own business and these lessons I really think can be applied to anything. The content in here is not going to be purely specific for anybody who wants to start a business but really they're just lessons and takeaways that I have developed that have improved my mindset in general and can improve your mindset in general as well. It's not just specific to starting or to owning a business or to working with people. It's also just ways of thinking and outlooks that I've developed that could be really helpful no matter what situation you're in. Whether you're a student, whether it's about a creative project you want to start, whether it's just about improving your mindset, I hope that these five lessons can really help you. So I thought I would kind of start off this episode by talking about why I wanted to start my own business first, just in case this is something you are interested in and you too share a passion for entrepreneurship entrepreneurship like I do, really it started off was that I wanted to help other students as I came out of high school. And my business, for those of you who don't know, is called The Study Club. And essentially I provide tutoring and personal mentoring for students from around year five to year 12. And my predominant kind of clientele is in the year 10 to year 12 area. But I love working with primary kids as well. That's been super fun. And basically, I came out of school and I really wanted to kind of help people reach their own academic potential in the way that I felt I was supported to. So really just that was kind of the niche. That's how I decided what I wanted to launch. And I kind of used the study club as a test run to see if, you know, is starting on running and earning money from my own business, something that I want to do in the long term or something that I really want to do in the future. So I also looked at it from kind of a prototype mindset where I thought, okay, I've always said I really want to have my own business when I'm older and that's how I want to kind of, that's what I want to develop my career in is my own business. And I didn't really have any practice to back that up. So I thought that by starting something that I felt very niche at, I felt like my expertise was really excellent. That would be a good way to test run if that was something I wanted to do in the future. And newsflash, it definitely is. Definitely is. And there's kind of three freedoms that I've decided I really want in my life. And I think having my own business can help me get there. And those three freedoms are time freedom, financial freedom, and location freedom. So by time freedom, what I mean is I have all the time to do what I want. I get to decide how I spend my time. I get to decide what I spend my time doing, how much time I give to certain projects, how much energy I give to certain people. That's something that I get to decide on my terms. That's a really big one for me and kind of a pillar of my vision for my future. The second freedom that I want in my life that kind of aligns with having my own business is location freedom. So wherever I am in the world, I want to purely have access to internet and in that way can run my own business. And the reason for this is because one of the biggest goals I have is I want a magical acreage, huge property, kind of in the middle of the nowhere, can possibly see the ocean and to do that and to still have my third freedom, which is financial freedom, I need a business that doesn't need to be attached to any one place and can move around. And the study club 
for me at least, has fulfilled all of these three freedoms. I have my time freedom. I can decide when I work with people. I can decide who I work with, what I give my energy to, etc., etc. I have achieved location freedom because or to some level, I should say, I have achieved location freedom. The majority of my clients are online. I still work with about five or six people, one-on-one person, but I know that my business has the ability to survive online. And I have experienced more financial freedom in this year than I ever have in my life. So those three things have really worked here. And like I said, if, you know, starting your own business is something you really want to do. And for some reason you feel like you can't start the big one that you have in mind as with anything in life, you know, prototype something else, see if it works, experiment and see if that's something you really want to do. That's what I did here. I'm so glad I did because it has shown me that entrepreneurship, starting my own business, living off my own business and loving what I'm doing is going to be such a big is going to be such a big pillar in my life moving forward. So enough of that said that I just kind of wanted to introduce why I actually wanted to start my own business in case that's something you're thinking of. And if you want any kind of advice in this realm, feel free to message me on Instagram at underscore page Radici. And I'd be happy to answer any of your questions or to help you out if there's anything you'd like to know. But let's get into the actual chunky content of this podcast I was going to say of this video. That's because I'm currently filming a YouTube video as you're sitting here listening to this. So now let's get into the chunky content of today's episode, which is the five lessons that I learned when I started my business in 2020. one is that starting is better than planning. So I really think that when I decided, you know, I want to start my own tutoring business, I really debilitated, I felt like debilitated by my analytical mind. And there is a phrase for this that I just discovered this year called analysis paralysis. And basically it means you overanalyze things so much that you're prevented or you're inhibited from ever actually starting. And, you know, this could, this whole idea of analysis paralysis could apply to projects you want to start, things on your to-do list, assessments that you have to get done, any goals you want to pursue. We spend so much time in this analytical state of mind, this planning where we're going to think, you know, how am I going to do it? We start creating, you know, all these ideas, but we're not actually putting anything into action. And I think at the very beginning, I was stuck in a wheel of analysis paralysis very, very heavily. And really, I probably could have started my business a month or two earlier than what I actually did and start, you know, creating that wealth a month or two before I actually did if I wasn't stuck in this analysis paralysis. So I suppose the big lesson here is, Any project, anything that you want to get done, anything that you want to start, you actually need to build momentum and that just starts with action. You know, if you're standing still, you have around you infinite options, infinite paths that you can take. And by having so many options and by having so many paths, that's actually paralyzing 
and you're not going to go anywhere. You know, you need to start moving. You need to start taking some action in order to begin to gain clarity and focus and gain a vision and actually start cultivating the thing that you want to do or the thing that you want to get done. You know, progress is really important to prioritize above perfection, progress over perfection. And that's been a huge kind of mantra that I've used in 2020. You know, I kind of think of this, if we're going to use a metaphor, like a bike. You know, if you continue to stand still on a bike, your bike's going to fall in the same way that the idea that you have or the thing you have to get done, that's going to fall too and lose its spark. You need to actually move to keep the spark of the idea going to ensure that it actually gets you from A to B, from starting to finishing. You need that spark and you need that momentum and you need momentum for direction. You know, you can't have direction without momentum and any project that you'd like to start at the moment, I really encourage you to think about what is one action I can take to just start, to just put this in place. Forget about all the analyzing, forget about all the planning. The truth is you can't actually plan for everything that's going to happen. And using the example of starting my own business, there were so many things that came up as I started getting clients that I didn't even think about before I started. And I could have sat there at the beginning and planned for an infinite number of scenarios, but that really would have just been a waste of my time. And I remember when I was setting up the business, I thought I needed pre-prepared lesson plans. So I spent, I reckon, two to three weeks just making lesson plans for clients I didn't even have yet. And that was such a waste of my time because I didn't end up using any of them. I didn't know what it was like to tutor people. I didn't know at that point what it was like to serve people. And that was only something I could gain and perfect through practice. So that's my first lesson. Starting is better than planning. Don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. Now, my second lesson is to always try to learn from someone else who's done it already and then pass the torch. So what I mean by this is if there is an assessment you want to, you know, master or perfect, there's something you want to do that someone has done before you, find them and use their strategies. So for example, there was this lovely girl that I got connected with called Brianna. And I found out about Brianna through my dad. And he said, you know, you should really talk to her. She seems to have as many clients as you said you wanted. When I started my business, I said I wanted 12 to 15 one-on-one clients. And I ended up down the track deciding that 12 was kind of the most I could, you know, the most I could take on and serve in the way that I wanted to. But anyways, he said, you know, Brianna has 12 to 15 clients and I know that's something you want. Do you want me to get her phone number for you? And I'll be honest, initially when he said that, I was thinking, am I actually going, this is like a starting point for me. And it was a little bit scared to actually overcome the hurdle of calling her and asking her for help because I think we're, you know, taught so much that we don't really need help and we can foster all this motivation and this strategy on our own. We really can't. So I decided to overcome that and I called Brianna. And Brianna gave me so much advice. You know, she's actually the one who told me, you don't need to prepare all these lesson plans. You don't need to do as much as you think you do at the start. That will come when people, you know, start wanting to work with you. You will get develop your own resources that you'll get to recycle with different sorts of people. And 
That whole conversation was really brilliant and really solidified the fact that if there's something you want to do and you want to do it really well, then learn from somebody who's already done it. I guarantee you there is somebody out there who has what you want and you can use as a model and you can contact people, use people as mentors. So you could apply this lesson to anything in your life. It doesn't have to be starting a business. You know, if you want to know how to invest in shares, find someone who's really good at investing in shares and then use them for their mentorship. If you want to develop a really great mindset, find someone who you think has the mindset that you want and learn from them. Use their strategies, cultivate a relationship and ask them for help. If you want to learn how to start a podcast, ask someone who's already done it and get advice from them. If you want to learn how to get the job that you want, ask someone who's already got the job and see what their strategy was to get it. You know, I think we can confuse ourselves and run around in circles when there are so many examples out there. There are recipes out there of how to do something. It's just about actively trying to find those recipes. So Brianna was my recipe. And, you know, eventually you get to experience the gratitude of sharing that advice with other people. Someone who I actually met at a personal development event in January wanted to start a very similar tutoring business. And they saw that I had done it. They reached out and contacted me. We had a Facebook uh, video chat and I got to pass on information that I had learned. You know, that was part of some of Brianna's advice, but it was also things I had learned on my own. And from that experience, I can assure you there is so much gratification in helping other people because it makes you feel like an expert. It boosts people's confidence and their self-assurance at what they're doing and that they're doing something well. So in knowing that, I promise you, people will be happy to give you that advice as well. Use me as an example. I am so happy to give people advice and to help people start things if it's something I have expertise in and It's something that I feel like I, at that point, am capable and have the capacity in my life to share. So that's my second lesson. Learn from someone who's done it already and then you'll be able to pass on the torch. That saves you so much headaches and running around and anxiety of not knowing how something works and feeling kind of overwhelmed and unsupported. Get yourself that support. Get yourself the recipe. And you can apply that to any aspect of your life. Now, my third lesson that I'd like to share with you is to give people more than they asked for. And again, this is an attitude that extends to anything in life, but something that I've really applied to my business. And it's kind of a motto that I try and embody when I'm working with clients. And I do work in a service-based industry. So I don't give people a product that they consume or that they use. I give people a service. And I think that You need to, especially in developing connections with other people, as an act of personal best, you should always try and extend yourself a little bit more than you have to. In saying that, I still think it's so important to set boundaries for yourself. And this was something I spoke about on Instagram the other day. But recognize the little actions that you can take that are a little bit extra than what might be expected that will propel you forward in ways you can't even see yet. It And it will nurture relationships, especially in the business world or in anything you're doing in working with other people. It will nurture those relationships in ways 
you can't even begin to imagine. And this is something that kind of reminds me of the butterfly effect, that actions will always have these unintended effects and these chain reactions on everything else. For example, I had one client who came to me at the beginning of 2020, and to be honest, I was still at that point wasn't totally confident in my abilities. And I'm so thankful because that client trusted me, trusted the achievements that I had, trusted the credibility that I had, and invested in working one-on-one with me. And I put that attitude of giving people more than they asked for into that client. So I remember we started off, me and that client, with a three-week trial period. And this client, he said, I don't really know, to be honest, like how tutoring works. I haven't had an English tutor in year 12 before, and I just want to do a three-week trial. And then from there, I'll tell you if I want to continue working with you. And I made a big effort in each of those lessons to always give more than what was expected and more than what was asked for. And I continued that attitude with all of my other clients, whether they were on a trial period or not. And that one client who ended up staying with me actually brought me three other clients throughout the school year, all because I tried to up-level those lessons each and every time. And he just said the quality of my services was so good that he was telling people about them and other people came to me and I got to serve other people. So something as simple as asking yourself, how can I give someone more than they asked for here? How can I give someone more value than they're actually expecting? I tell you, that's got a chain reaction that will really help you grow It'll help your mindset and your character. But if you're in the business world, it'll help your business grow too. And it will initiate connections that you might not have even heard about because those people that you serve, that little bit extra, will then tell other people. And then once you serve those other people, that little bit extra, they will tell other people. And you have this huge multiplication effect all because you did a little bit more than what was expected. So I think that is an attitude that you can extend to anything, whether that be a business, whether that be a group project at uni, whether it be um, how you're showing up in your friendships, anything. Give people more than they asked for and up-level your value. It helps you build your character and it, it extends and strengthens that concept of personal best for you, which serves you and serves other people. My fourth lesson that I learned from starting my own business and throughout 2020 is that you set the bar for everything and people will meet you there if you show them confidence. So I'll explain this one a little bit more because in just saying that line, I don't think I've fully deconstructed it, but let me just tell you that your own limiting beliefs around worth around whether you're capable of doing something, around whether you think you're good enough to be doing something. All those limiting beliefs and those thoughts that you have, they're only within your head. Other people can't hear them. And for the most part, other people aren't thinking them. So if you are unsure about something, it's so important to try and embody confidence. So a really cool action that I took to raise my bar in my business, and this was uncomfortable, was to actually raise the prices for my services. So I just announced my first price raise in my business and I have seen the growth in my ability. I've developed my skill and I am worthy of claiming more wealth for the process that I give other people. 
And I expected the clients that I worked with to resist. In being totally honest, I did expect them to resist. But when I recognized, hey, if I'm expecting resistance, I have to change that narrative first because it means I'm not fully embodying the confidence yet of that bar being raised. So I decided I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to do some inner work before I actually put this price raise out there because I knew that I had to change that narrative first and foremost that I expect resistance. I don't want to expect resistance from people. I don't want to expect people questioning my ability. I don't want to expect people resisting when I decide I'm worth more. I don't want to expect resistance. That's not a belief that I want to have. So I knew I have to shift that belief first and expect abundance, expect ease, expect flow in every situation, especially the situations where I decide I'm worth more or where I decide I'm going to, you know, call people to invest more if they want to work with me. And I journaled on this. I worked through it. I did a lot of inner work and then I I sent out the email and I told my clients that my prices were going to raise from 2021 and not one client resisted. I had clients actually ask for more sessions than they usually would in the school holiday period. And I wasn't even planning on offering Christmas school holiday stuff. And it shows me that I changed my belief system to I'm going to expect abundance and I acted on that belief system. And because I acted on it, more abundance came to me. And now I've, and now I'm working with clients in the school holidays that I wouldn't naturally work with. In saying that, I set the bar of my worth. I set the confidence bar. And then I set the price bar. People met me there. The universe met me there. I want you to recognize that if you say I'm only worth X amount and you're charging something... Or if it's about how people are treating you in a relationship, you know, I'm only worthy of being treated like this. You are setting the bar and people are going to meet you there. You can shift the bar any way you want. If you want, if you want to be treated better in a relationship and you want to raise the bar, you're increasing your level of worthiness, people will meet you there. And if they don't and they can't meet that new level of worthiness that you've claimed for yourself, it's better off without them anyways. You're filtering out people who aren't going to recognize and indulge in your worth. It's the same thing if you're selling a product or if you're selling a business. If you set the bar that I'm going to sell my product for X amount of dollars, people will meet you there. If you want to raise that by $10, by $15, by $100, by $200, if you totally embody the confidence and the worthiness that comes with that, People and the universe will meet you there. You will attract at that bar. You will attract at that point because this is just how manifestation works. So my fourth lesson then, you set the bar and people will meet you there. Recognize that you can shift it in any direction you want and the experiences and the people that you call in, the money that you make will shift with that bar as well. So that's my fourth lesson. My fifth lesson is, is something that I really only discovered, I'll admit, probably six, seven, maybe even eight months into my business. And this is that you need to fill your own cup first. And it sounds like something so simple and something we hear all the time, really. 
But I think we need to recognize that it's okay to set boundaries with how much energy we are giving to other things. It's okay to set boundaries for yourself, to have blackout times for yourself where you're just indulging in your own energy. You're just nourishing your own mind. You don't need to always be there for other people. And there was a point in 2020 where I really saw my mental health deteriorate in the same way that I think so many of us probably had those like deterioration periods in 2020. And I made an active decision after recognizing that I was mentally deteriorating a little bit, that I needed to take a break from serving my clients because I can only show up for them and I can only show up for others as strongly as I show up for myself. And this extends to to relationships, it extends to friendships, it extends to your professional life, it extends to any kind of any connection or in any way that you're there for other people, you can only show up for others as strongly as you have shown up for yourself. So I decided, I think this was about in, I think it was in July, that I was going to take a two-week break from all of my clients. I wasn't going to teach anyone. I wasn't going to work with anyone. I wasn't going to mark anything because I work in the education realm. I wasn't going to give any feedback on stuff that got sent to me for two weeks. And I decided I'm going to dedicate those two weeks, the time that I would usually spend on other people and would usually spend on serving other people to serving myself. And in those moments where I was filling up my own cup, where I was working on myself so many ideas actually began to surface about how I could up-level my business and some things I could do or some things that I could change in how I was teaching people. And I think after that break, the quality of my services amplified so much more. But that only happened because I showed up for myself first. And in doing that, I could show up even better for other people. This was something that I had kind of heard before, you know, what was 2020, but I had never really embodied it before. And I made so many decisions and so many actions in my business in 2020 that reflected this. And even simple things. You know, I remember there was a couple of days a few months ago where just mentally I wasn't there. I wasn't able to serve other people because I was neglecting my own needs. And this actually manifested in me feeling sick. And I don't get sick quite often. um, But when I do get sick, It's very intense and it normally lasts a couple of days. And I remember mentally I wasn't feeling great. Then I got really sick and I was only serving online clients in that period. And I thought to myself, like Paige, you're not going to be contagious. You you can just show up. You can still sit on Zoom. You can still teach people. You can still earn money because, you know, it's not like you're going to pass that sickness on to other people. There's no excuse not to be working right now. And I decided then, you know what? My energy is not here right now. My energy needs to be going to myself and to my own healing. I can't help other people right now because I myself am not fully filled at the moment. I myself am not totally nourished at the moment. So put the people that you are serving behind you for now and put yourself first. And in that way, when you come back after this little break you'll be able to serve them even better. It sounds like something really simple, but when people are expecting you or when people are expecting to be able to lean on you, that can be a really hard decision to make. But it's so important to give yourself that time and that energy 
rather than kind of neglecting yourself and you'll just burn out and plummet even faster if you choose to do that. So that's my last lesson is fill up your cup first and be very conscious of when you are getting in a habit of neglecting your own needs in the name of other people. I don't think there is a situation really where that can serve anyone. really enjoyed this episode. I loved filming this. I feel like there were some really great little nuggets in there. If you do have your own business, I hope that this helped you in some way. Even if you don't have your own business, I hope this gave you some insights that you can potentially apply to other aspects of your life to uplevel your mindset really. I also really encourage you to share this episode with a friend or to share it on your social media stories or on your social media if you felt like this served you. Because I really think, as I said in last week's episode, we are all sponges. We all take in so much information without realizing it and we become the energy of what we see, what we hear and what we experience. So if we are experiencing or we're listening to content that is empowering us, In doing that, we become more empowered. And I've also started up as well a free Facebook community for anybody who wants to grow, share their challenges and their wins with mindset and wants to master manifestation. You can apply for that group in the show notes. It's totally free. You just have to answer a couple of questions as you're applying. In the show notes, you will also find links to my Instagram, my YouTube channel, and the study club as well. And if there was anything that came up in this podcast that you feel like you had a question about or you'd like to know more about, feel free to message me on social media. And if I can hold the space for you, I'm more than happy to help you out in answering that question or clarifying something you'd like to know more about. Now, I will see you next week for another episode. I hope you have a wonderful week. And my one call to action for you this week is to give yourself more time and more energy just for you this week. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye.